Oh, welcome to episode 49 of the Unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. Uh, my name is Dame Dr. Foxy Brown. And I am Diego. Hey guys, how you doing? And I am the man known as Bullet Beast. How are you all doing? Okay. It's not Bullet Beast, it's Katsura. Sure. Stop making Gintama references, because no one's ever going to. I keep trying. Sorry. Nobody even responds to them. I'm sure they just, like, go blank whenever you mention it. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime I reference something, yeah, every time. Well, I've only literally only done one prior to this. Bullshit. I think that's it. It's only I've only done one. The the listeners, you tell one. us how many times has he made Gintama references? It sounds like the, it's not like they'll know because the Gintama fans don't watch Hunter Hunter, and the Hunter Hunter fans don't watch Gintama. Okay, correction. How many times did Diego tell a joke and you didn't laugh? Oh god, that's gonna be hundreds. That's, yeah, yeah, that's gotta be a lot. I'm very hidden, miss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, at least you know. Okay, so... Count yes, that. I'm aware. Half of that number. There we go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Something like that. Oh, uh, We have some news to discuss, mostly regarding the movie, possible return of the manga, and... Two episodes to go over. Episode 52, Assault and Impact. And episode 53, Fake and Psych. So, Diego, you take it away. Alright, so let's start off with the news first. Okay, so um, thanks to Patrick uh, for sending us a picture. Apparently Neon Alley does uh, weekly digital manga or top digital manga um, on their network. And last week's... uh, was the number one spot belonged to Hunter Hunter Volume 19. Nice. So hopefully that's a good sign um, that people are buying the digital releases, which is actually really cool. Uh, and maybe that'll that'll be more motivation to I don't know put it on Alpha when it comes out, or maybe reprint some of the actual volumes. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know what kind of possibility this this can bring, but obviously people are buying the series. It's actually really cool. Um, next up, we had a brand new trailer for the movie, um, which goes into a lot of detail. Um, I have, from the most part, um, kind of like a synopsis based on the trailer and based on other information about what we know so far about the movie. Uh, so uh, so far, we know that the story is based on a story that. Uh, Tagashi actually penned himself over 10 years ago when he was actually writing the York New Arc. Um, the manuscript of the actual movie uh, went unreleased, and he went with a different way with the manga, so that's why he's coming back and doing this movie. It's an alternate reality universe, uh, which Kurapika has his eyes stolen. Um, Hizoka doesn't appear to be associated with the Phantom Troop at all. And said the fourth spider is alive and well, and he's that Omakage, I think. Omakage. Omakage, right? Mm-hmm. He looks kind of like gothic and archaic in appearance. Um, he's in, he's portrayed in the in the trailer, and we also showed pictures of him. He looks like a Kogi um, character. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, he's got the spider mm-hmm. tattoo on his on the palm of his right hand. That's pretty cool. This habit, because so, no one really knows yeah. it's there. Just put on the glove. Yeah, so I mean, I guess he's supposed to be the major antagonist of the film, um, and he's got to have some sort of connection with the Critical Clan. 
Um, other people that are info- involved in the trailer that we watched are is Kirby's childhood friend Pyro, Pyro, um, who was actually voiced by uh, the where is it? He's played by Umi- Umika Kawashima. Yeah, she's an actress. Actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, fancy. So, so that's who that's gonna she's be. Like a teenager. Yeah. Extra. And Retsu, Letsu, and Retz uh, is played by, I'm not sure, they're not exactly sure how his name is, per, is pronounced, but it's played by Aya Hirano, who also played Menchi. Um, that was from the, the, I'm not entirely sure who's the, what characters those are, but they're there. Um, and on the deck, the thing about the trailer that I actually thought was kind of cool was it shows Killua fighting Uvogan. Uh, Kurt Pika's end doesn't work at one point, and then Pyro or Pyro and Kurapika actually fight one another, um, and they ride like these large chickens, which are featured on the volume of, of, uh, on the cover of Volume Four. Um, at one point, Nobunaga is protecting Gon for some reason, and there's a scene where Leorio and Pyro are running down the side of a cliff. Well, Nobunaga um, does like Gon a lot. I'm right. Sure. So, I, but again, this is a completely alternate universe sort of thing. I'm sure, so, like character relationships will carry over, because um, he kinda. probably he probably thought of it working out in somewhat similar way. But I guess it, it could have been such a way that the character of the boss had to be stronger, or maybe the way he was writing Ahsoka, it wouldn't have made sense for him not to be a part of the troop. And you know, maybe things just turned out better the version of the script we got or maybe there was too much stuff that had to be reworked in the original manuscripts so just like fucking scrap or maybe stuff. he lost it that too yeah like, i mean he's like oh shit i have to write a new one yeah. maybe his son <laughs> ate it yeah i don't know if he i had think the it's son actually then. interesting back well it was around this time because it was when he was writing this so this is before so he didn't have a son yet or, or if he did he was maybe it. like one yeah him <laughs> himself well, one-year-olds put he stuff in their mouth all the time. That's how they totally. smell. Yes. Um, also confirmed is the film's theme song, which is also going to be the new ending theme for the anime. It's called Reason, and it's by the J-pop folk duo Yuzu. Um, there's a little bit of a snippet that you can hear um, through the latest trailer. And also, I posted... Um, I posted it on our YouTube, or not our YouTube, our Twitter, and our Facebook account. Um, it's kind of like this uh, TV uh, variety show thing, and they showed it with people's reactions to the to the trailer, their facial expressions, uh, which I'm always interested that that's how they usually show anime trailers in Japan. Uh, they don't usually do that here in America. That's the... That's why I find it kind of interesting. People are just like, oh, yeah, just go online and, and post it. But over there, it's like, oh, no, it's on TV, and we're going to have all these people and their facial expressions and reactions to the series. Well, to I mean, the, when, to what's when, happening. You, when you think about it, I guess it's similar to late-night TV to an extent. Like, when they're promoting new TV shows and return of shows in fall and movies, they will show clips from it on late-night shows yeah. and the daytime talk shows. And you get to see the studio audience's reaction, which is usually applause. Mm-hmm. It's never anything more complex than applause. Yeah, I mean, you don't really get to see much from these people, but 
you get to listen to the song. Song sounds pretty cool so far. Um, go ahead and send us your thoughts and opinions on it. Also on the trailer. Um, movie opens on January 12th. And uh, that's as far as movie news as we have. Um, and if you want to look at those, it's Diego didn't mention the names. Facebook.com slash HXHpodcast and Twitter.com slash HXHpodcast. If you want to go yes, and look at the you. trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and other piece of news that we had from the latest uh, jump scan is is that uh, manga volumes 31 and 32 are going to be coming out in December. Volume 31 comes out on the 4th, and volume 32 comes out on the 28th. So those will be coming up whenever we have cover volume or volume covers for that. I'll make sure to post them because those sometimes end up being really cool looking. Like last or or chapter, not chapter, volume 30 was the one with all the zodiacs facing away. Yeah, so we got to see the color scheme of them. And sometimes they look like trash. So yeah, and sometimes they look like shit. <laughs> but um, this I believe volume 32 will cover the last bit before he went on hiatus. Okay. Um, meaning that and it's it's been known throughout his hiatuses when he comes when the when the last chapters get released in volume format, that means that he's ready to come back. And he's done so in the in the past. Like he takes time, fixes the artwork, puts it in the volume so it doesn't look like shit. Or at least that at least that badly, you know, because we did have some crappy ones, crappy art. Um in the chapters for the jump. And then he goes and comes back from hiatus and starts writing again. So hopefully this is good news. And that'll mean that he's going to be coming back in January, which makes sense because the movie comes out around that time. And the uh, anime is around the end of the Yorkshire arc at that point. So for the good, for the majority of the, of the time, I think that this, it's a pretty good estimate to say that Togashi is going to be started writing again on January. Thoughts on that? You first, Foxy. I don't think she's there. Oh, then I will go. Uh, if this means more friggin' new stuff, yay. There hasn't been a friggin' peep for a long-ass time. I'm ready. Yeah. So, I mean, for the like I said, it's it seems like a good time. It's been eight months. Um, like I said, he's... He usually has done this in the past when he goes on hiatus because I know most people that are mm-hmm. uh, newish to, to this aspect of things aren't necessarily aware of, of the pattern that goes with his hiatuses, but he usually goes away for a while and then he takes a while and releasing the volumes because he works on them art, then puts it in the volume, the volume gets released, and then within like maybe a month or two of the volume coming out, he's back mm-hmm. to writing. So that's what I'm assuming is happening now. That's what's going to happen again. Uh, which will make sense because everything seems to be aligning. The end of the Yorkshire arc or York New arc, the release of the movie, the release of the volumes. So he, he'll get started on writing again. And we did mention that if he didn't start writing by the time that um, Greed Island started, that there was kind of probably a little bit of, of problems because there's only technically Greed Island, uh, Chimera Ant, Election, and that's it. That's it, yeah. So we got it would the be, beginning of a little something, something, but that right. is not a full thing. Right, exactly. So, so hopefully that comes back out. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, let's see. Is there anything else that we have? I mean, you can only do so much in Egypt. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I have no idea what he's doing. Uh, some people are like, oh, he's sick again. I'm like, no, no, no. That was his first reason for going on hiatus back in the day. He's healthy now. Um, oh, right. That did, men- did I mention that we have a video of Tagashi in his workplace back when he was first writing this? I don't art. think he mentioned that. Go ahead and oh, detail. Yeah. So I was browsing through YouTube, and I actually had found this video of a rare look into Tagashi's workplace. Uh, it's very rare that we get to see mangakas and you know where they work and them on 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 video showing them drawing and whatnot. So I guess it's from his home. What it looked like to be his home because it's a very small studio. Um, it just showed him uh, basically with outlines of the Yorkshin arc. There's uh, the volume covers are on there too. I'm not entirely sure what he's talking about. Because, again, he's speaking in Japanese, so I don't understand him. But you guys can go and look at it. I posted it on, on the Facebook account and on the Twitter account. Again, that's facebook.com slash podcast and twitter.com slash podcast. You guys can look at that. Um, if, anybody, if you guys speak Japanese, it'd be cool if you guys could translate it. Other than that, um, that is it for the news, and we will start covering episode, was it 52 and 53? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Double anime recaps. Ooh. So exciting. Okay, so episode 52 um, is it Impact and Assault and Impact. Okay. Um, my notes are ridiculous. As you know. Yeah, they are. It's mostly stuff that pops in my head. But um, the Phantom Troop are basically having um, Uvo's funeral, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, it's a celebration of his life <laughs> that they're expressing through wanton murder. Um, so this unnamed mafia dude who is apparently in charge of whether or not the auction goes off smoothly... Um, He's in contact with the people that are currently engaged in fighting um, the spiders and failing at it. Um, for the most part, we get to see Shalnark because I, I love like half of my notes are about how awesome Shalnark is in in both episodes, I think. And like we're not even at the best part with him yet. Mm-hmm. But he, what I, I like a lot about um, this episode is. He controls this dude, and, he, and the dude comes out. I was like, "Oh, the spiders are crazy, man! Crazy strong. We shouldn't be fighting them. They're so strong. You want to know how strong they are?" <laughs> he just pulls the gun forward and starts shooting at them. And like, I love how they're totally engaged with the conversation uh, that he's having with them until like, he starts shooting, and they're like, "Oh shit! This guy is trying to kill us. We should probably, you know, fight back." Um. A lot of the episode um, involves uh, the fight between um, Jesus Mercedes, Zeno and Silva and Kuro. But it also shows a lot of Kurpika's relationship, a developing relationship with the Lestrade clan, and a lot on like Lestrade's character and his relationship with his daughter, which is basically non-existent. Um, they both kind of have, I guess, a user relationship with each other. He's slowly using her for her powers. I guess she sort of accepted that to a degree and is using him for the expensive gifts. Because um, Light is pretty much primarily preoccupied with 
making sure Neon is fine and protected at all times because he thinks that whoever may have assaulted her may come back or these spiders that are invading the area are interested in taking her out which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it because all the mafia members keep rubbing in that he's like this low tier guy um, mm-hmm. that yeah, shouldn't really he... matter but, but the, the thing is is again it's his, his daughter's power yeah. and like he's very cautious of it all and all you know so Kurupika is really supposed to be um, going throughout the building looking for Krolo, but he's sort of been pulled off of that duty to watch Neon's bedside until Basho and Melody get there, which they can't because they're stuck in traffic. And the dude in the ponytail comes in and is like, oh, I see you're in here being a punk bitch. Um, I understand that you're probably scared of these guys, you know, but you should at least pretend that you're working for your money because they did pay you a lot. And Kurupika is just like, look, my boss wants me to be in here. I'm going to be in here. And it, 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 um, light eventually lets him go and he patrols the area and he gets so close, like right there, like two steps away. Yeah. And the Strat calls him and was like, Where are you? Get back here. You said you'd be back by now. He's like, God damn it. And he has to head back, unfortunately. Um, Ignis ruined this episode for me because um, he said that evil He Man looked like a giant Todger. I did not initially know what Todger was, but I assumed it was penis. And then when I clicked on the screen cap, it was obviously a penis. Because he has these two giant balls of light, and he's holding them over his head, and he's standing up kind of straight. I'm just like, I can't even... I I think he even said so, right? He's like, I think Gintama has tainted my mind. Yeah. Just because it kind of looks like it, too. It looks like the arms... Strong whatever thingy thingy. I can't ever remember the thing. But... I thought it was animated, like, properly, and that's how it looks in the manga. Like, I don't know how else you could animate it. Like, he's fucking, he's holding... I didn't think of it when I... Well, I mean, he has these two fucking things of, like, he has, like, these two sons throwing it at him, basically. But, like, like, the the important thing was I never thought about it before, and now I just, like, it was in this episode as well as in the beginning of episode 53, and both times it just, like, Jesus, why? Yeah, like, I think even if you look at, like, page 120 of volume 11, you could see how he's coming up with both of them on his hands. And he's, like, going up and shit, but... No, I, I could see that. It's just, you don't really think about it that way. But I, I wanted to mention that I really like how this episode started. The filler scene. Mm-hmm. Um, with Gon and Killua in the train. Like, it's kind of cool how that shit, like... You know, you know they're they're going, trying to... Have to figure out where Kurapika is. And trying to call him. And, like, they can't get cell phone reception because they're underneath. And then all of a sudden the train stops. Because that way it keeps him away from the... Because it's never really explained in the manga where Gon and Killua are when this shit is happening. Like, yeah, well, they escaped the spiders. You'd have to assume like, that they were trying to get back. Right, but if all this fucking chaos is going on, right, you would think that they would get involved somehow. Well, like, like that I place think is... This, this, I think where the spiders' headquarters were was really far away. No, but, I mean, if you think about it, by the time they were running over the fence and everything and it shows them they're kind of back in the city i'm just saying that togashi kind of like 
it was kind of like he went on to focus on the spiders and then kind of forgot about Gon and Killua until they were needed again. I guess we so, were assumed that everybody got home before shit went down. Right. Well, so the other but thing in the too other is anime, in the they old wouldn't anime, have walked in the streets. They wouldn't have been allowed into the mafia area anyway, so like they wouldn't have been able to experience that part because um, obviously Kurpi is moving in a different circle from them now, and they wouldn't be able to interact with him if he didn't like go out of his way to ensure that they could have a meeting because um we we've gotten to see up to this point um in this episode when they finally get him on the phone that um not this episode but the next one that he's had no time literally no time for them even though they were supposed to meet up and they made these big plans or what we're going to do um on September 1st or 2nd and they just ha- he's just been ignoring their phone calls basically because he's been so caught up with what he's going to do with the spiders and how he doesn't need to involve the- involve anyone else until he realizes that he does um, and I, I yeah. love the part that I love that obviously other people have been listening to us because when Kurapika and uh, when Killua and Gon lose signal on the train they yeah. point out that everybody's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh dead. no, we died. Everybody's dead. But I mean, because there were a little bit of, of filler scenes added here and there, yeah. um, throughout the chapter or throughout the episode. Which I again, it was, it wasn't necessarily bad. I felt like it did a little bit of a good job because also the original version did that too. They added like the scene where uh, Melody and Basho are talking to Kurapika. Um, Meanwhile, in this version, we get one of the security guards calling, and then we see freaking uh, Shizuku coming up behind him and just killing him, which is awesome. <laughs> I thought was was incredible. Um, none of these scenes took per- t- took place in the manga, which I did. I do enjoy when when anime puts in little things like that, uh, making it worth watching. Um, the whole part with Kurapika standing outside the door, checking to see the doctor was really like legit or not uh, was kind of an added scene which I thought makes sense you know uh, yeah, is trying to figure out if are you fucking like one of the spiders I don't know all I know is is Uvo and he's dead his, his main problem is that he doesn't know what they look like because they were standing like far as hell away so he wouldn't have been able to make out their faces and he, I don't think he's really clear on how many of them there are uh, no one in the town really is, because like uh, when the guy later, ponytail guy, asked about the reinforcements, which which again was a brilliant scene. He's like, "Oh, there's supposed to be two thousand men headed to your location," and he's standing um, on a walkway, and he can see out into the city. And then what's clearly a location separate from the one the guy he's talking to is in, because I think that guy gets shot, but something explodes far away and he's like oh my god that's where the guys were coming from how are 2,000 people getting killed by 10 and I was like well you know the ten- the 2,000 people just have guns and mm-hmm. the 10 people um, have Nen so they yeah. won and that was the part where after that happens um, we get back to I mean again the old anime episode had a little bit of filler uh, with Leorio talking to Killua or Kurapika on the phone and then trying to figure out what the hell's happening. Meanwhile, this is where uh, freaking um, 
the guy, god damn it, uh, Shalnark's mafia dude comes in with a gun and starts blaring, blasting through and shit and getting shot, which I thought was done. Again, the animation was great. They show him getting shot in the face, the blood splatter. He's like, oh, my toy's broken. The phone, the again. The was awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, the phone kind of like looks old school and, and kind of ghetto and, and cheap, but it was what it was originally, and it's kind of hard for them to change that. Like, I do, it's cool that they put iPhones in for people that don't are specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Don't need, like, a Beetleborg cell phone or, like, a uh, little game device that has a little demon for a face. <laughs> How does he get but, it into his pocket with all that extra stuff hanging out on the side? I don't, I don't know. I thought Maybe for a second that it was defaults. a flip-up phone. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Maybe. So I feel like if if that was my phone, those little parts on the side would have snapped off long ago. Well, he doesn't wear tight pants, so maybe that's how he gets it in. Gotcha. Like yeah. he's, he doesn't have jeans on or anything. So. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have more badassery from the for the troop. Um, that scene where they're all killing and everything's going off, and even freaking Pagnota holding a fucking machine gun or an assault <laughs> rifle. Just shooting shit is awesome. And again, we see uh, Hizoka on the top of a building just kind of looking down on it, which is what he did in the manga, but in the original anime, he was going around killing people, which I thought didn't really make sense. I mean, like, the the fact that he's just watching is kind of weird. Like, I get that that's what was in the original, but... um, the creators for the, for the first anime were probably like, well, this is a guy that really, really likes to kill people. I mean, sure, he likes the challenge also, which is probably why he wasn't actively doing anything. But you would think, naturally, that he would be right there in the thick of things, killing people. That's he probably why challenge- put him in. He could challenge himself by trying to see how many he can kill at once. Yeah, and he could compete, you know, body count. Mm-hmm. I know, to yeah. me, it seems like he only kills when he, it seems fitting, like when he seems fit. Like, he's going to kill for the sport of it, like for a challenge. If it's too easy, he's not even going to fucking try. I mean, and too, he might not even have liked Uvo. Whereas everyone else, it's like a toss-up between really liking Uvo and liking to murder. Mm-hmm. Is um, maybe he's he's holding back because like you don't know who else is watching. Maybe, but he's also probably watching because he needs to observe everyone's abilities, mm-hmm. so he could relay them to the um, Kurapika. Yeah. So then, once that happens, we go back to actual canon, where. Uh, the Zoldix or freaking Zeno punches a wall. Because these dudes are right there. No, I think it's Silva. It's Silva. Silva, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, Silva Silva punches the wall. Yeah. Who has the enforcer like abilities? Um, Silva. The mafia guys are are bitching that ponytail dude because they wanted the auction to carry on and they want their weapons because they think they're going to be able to help. And he's like. Look, the rules are such that once you come in this room, you can't have any weapons. So we hired these assassins. Don't worry about it. Meanwhile, the dude with the tattoo on his face got killed. He thought he, he thought he got the drop on Kuro, but dude just like walked past and um stabbed him in the head. And um, Silver punches the wall, and then Zeno is like, "Look, 
Even if you guys were fully armed to the teeth, I could still kill this whole room in seven seconds. And the enemy, the enemy that we're facing is about as strong. So just sit down, shut up, and let us do our job. Yeah. I do like uh, during all this, Kirpika's like amassing his collection of pens. <laughs> yeah. By taking them out of the heads of dead people. <laughs> I did like that filler scene where he's walking around and he's almost about to go in. Because, again, it's like it, it doesn't necessarily show where he's at either during this part in the manga because I feel like he gets lost throughout. Again, he's not important to the scene. It's about the Zoldix and Crollo. So he's not important, but it shows, okay, he walked up to the where they was at, where they were at, and as soon as he's about to enter the room, it's like, oh, you got a phone call, you have to go down there immediately. Okay, I'll be right down. So that would have been like, I, it explains where he was at. And I was thinking about it in, in terms of the story, and it's a really good idea that he didn't witness any of their abilities for Sam. Um prior to engaging them is sure he fought Uvo but Uvo um, was an enhancer with a really straightforward ability um, had he been in the room or near the room and saw that it took Silva and Zeno um, to put Krolo in a position of somewhat mortal danger and then on top of that um, as he kind of remarks in the second episode well as Zeno does anyway Dude wasn't even trying. Like he was just playing, and it took two of them to um to try and take him out. Like, um, he's not as coldly logical as as Killua, and he is like relentlessly driven by this desire to avenge his clan. But I think that fight would have given him serious pause and made him really, really reconsider um trying to face them at this point in time. Yeah. The one thing that I do miss about the original anime was um like how Zilva and Zeno found Krolo was that Zilva used his N. Yeah. Um and like it showed that he, you know, his expansion for it cuz again, we see the difference between like um Nobunaga's uh, Yeah, like Nobunaga was like yeah, like Nobunaga's was only like 10 feet, you know, or whatever. Um but in the in the anime like show that it went all the way, it went like all over the the building. So that's how they were able to find them. But that's why I still I thought that was kind of cool that it was a scene that was missing. Mm-hmm. Well, but, he said I could just use my end. It's like yeah, well let's start at the top of the building so I could go all the way down. And they just so happened to find him at the top of the building. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then we get the start of the battle. Sorry, go ahead, Bullbees. You were gonna say something. Yeah, I was going to say in the original anime when they show the end going around the whole building, mm-hmm. like like the possibility for his end, that reminded me of an episode of uh, Soul Eater where they like discovered like how to look at people's souls and like how big they are and whatnot. And they're, everyone, uh, no, Maka got pissed because she couldn't like see the Shinigami dudes. But at the end, at the end of the episode, they like back track the camera outside of the entire city and like his soul is the size of the entire city that's what made me that's what uh him doing and made me think of and like when you found this mm-hmm. so um but then we have the actual fight occur 
the fight itself is both pretty cool and, and kind of tedious because not that not because I already know what's gonna happen, but because Zeno is narrating it and I already know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that was part two. I, it's like the first time you see it, it's really amazing that he's able to, because um, you know this little, you don't know the full extent of Krolo's powers right now, like. He's kind of filling in the gaps for you as to what happened between Krolo and Neon, um, if you pay attention. But he's explaining what Krolo's abilities are before Krolo can even show them to you, really. And that's really cool if you're seeing it for the first time. Seeing it for the third, fourth time here, it's just like, okay, old man, just shut up so you can fight. Okay, I'll say one thing about that. I loved how they had the little um, little dialogue between Zeno or Silva and Krolo about mm-hmm. like we meet again. He's like, "You remember me?" And he's like, "Yeah, how could I forget you? I killed one. Of, you killed one of my people. It was difficult." Like <laughs> mentioning again when <laughs> when Silva went up against um, one of the spiders and he told. Uh, Killua, you know, hey, if you ever come up into him, don't fucking do it. It's way too much work. Not it's worth a, the pay. It's not worth the money. <laughs> and then it also comes to that scene later on in the episode where they actually do the flashback. Because remember when we were reading it, we were like, is that a flashback? Like, what the fuck is this little panel? Yeah, because he was like, out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and I think Silva didn't acknowledge him right away. It's like, it was clearer that Krolo remembered him than, or maybe Krolo remembered him first, and then as they started fighting, Silva remembered him. Well, Silva did say in the anime, or the early anime, and the manga, he's like, That's... careful, he steals your powers. Remember? Yeah, he's... that was like, out of no- like the way it came across in the manga, it was like, out of nowhere. It's like, how do you right. even know that? Yeah, and... like, fuck like, maybe we were following well enough, or maybe, like, it's paced that far apart that it seemed jarring. But here, um, they both remember each other at the same time and acknowledge it at the same time. So when he says, hey, um, Dad, look out, he can steal your powers, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, because you remember him. You fought him before. That makes perfect yeah, sense. Makes sense. And then and it also, like, like, again... Before he got, like... That the animated... It, it was clear that he still had the ability to steal other people's nan abilities, but he was not as strong um, physically as he is now. So that's interesting. Yeah. I did like the little actual, like I said, the flashback that was animated based on that one panel mm-hmm. that showed Krolo, you know, facing up against Silva, and they're just like this wasteland. And I guess it was alluded to at the end where they kind of gave each other like this nod, like. I'll see you later sort of thing. Like when the battle was over. No, it was uh, probably like, I hope we never meet again. Or we may never meet mm-hmm. again. Yeah, something like that. So, But for the most part, I think both animators did a good job of animating it. Uh, I personally like this one just because it wasn't as dark. Yeah, Not in yeah. the sense of, oh man, there's blood everywhere, but in the sense of I lighting. See. Yeah, because like in the, in the original one, it was just like this dark, dark fucking ballroom. Like, the lights weren't turned on, which doesn't make, which didn't really make sense to me when I was watching it because everything else was lit. And why would this ballroom be, you know, not lit? But 
Um, obviously, uh, that was a, a main thing that I did enjoy from this one, but they kept the blood. Everything was there. There was really not much censoring going on. Um, battle techniques were great. Um, again, with the naming on the board, I don't know if people thought that that was too much, uh, that it ruined it. I don't know. I heard people saying that um, Zeno's uh, dragon technique, the dragon lance, was kind of like it was ruined because the tax man seemed like a little bit too childish. But they've what? been doing this since the beginning. I don't know. I'm just I'm reading what I. I'm just saying what I've read based like on like Nakama. You are watching. Yeah, exactly. It's just again. I think people have way too much, and I hate to bring this. I'm not about to bring this up now, but. Um, this distinction between fandom, like Hunter Hunter, is awesome. It doesn't matter how you watch it or read it, or which version you're watching, as long as you're supporting the series. Like that's all that matters. That should matter. Mm-hmm. Not this whole like, oh, I'm a Hunter Hunter fan, but I love the first series only. Like this new series, I don't like it because it's not Nippon animation. It's not. It's different. That's you know, it's still the reason. same story. I know it's still the same story. It's just there shouldn't be any sort of like. Like the whole fact that the whole aspect that we're having comparisons to try to justify one over the other shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. But I guess it happens with every sort of medium. Just childish. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> trying to be like, oh, well, I'm on the cooler team. Yeah. Oh, but this. A couple... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say a couple of things that I noticed um, during the fight. Um, one, that between Silva and. And Zeno, I think they both tag him, and they knock his jacket off, which was pretty funny. Like, um, so Ben's knife gets referenced again. Um, his cruel um, pulls out the Ben's knife, and he stabs um, Silva with it, which is important to know that Silva's apparently stronger than a tank, and also pretty resistant to poisons, which makes sense when you can when you consider what Kilo has been through. Um, Zeno says that he's going to hold um, Krolo in place, and then Silva can kill them both. And Silva's just like, okay, like right away. <laughs> um, oh, totally, Dad. All right. Uh, no problem. I always wanted to kill you. Got you. Got you. Okay, kill you. Throw out the trash. Do the dishes. <laughs> Go home. Same difference. Ignore my crazy wife. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Krolo manifests his book, um, again, which should be even more of a clue to what happened with him and Neon. And all this whole time, Zeno was just narrating, like, okay, so you summoned this book, so that must be how you use your, how you use other people's techniques. And um, he pulls out Owl's um, cloak thing called The Bandit Secret. And I swear, every time I saw this, I did not realize where he got that cape from. Or um, where he stole it from, rather. Now that it's Donna and makes I saw his picture next to it, mm-hmm. I kind of see what he was trying to do with it, which obviously wasn't going to be possible. Um, yeah. Zeno continues attacking him with his dragon's head while Crow is try- attempting to dodge it. And he has the, the cloak in one hand and the book in the other hand. And he obviously won't put the book away. So Zeno figures out, okay, he has to have the book out. He will use anything. And then Corolla's just like, well, goddammit. Since you figured that out, let me just put this away. But I do like that he looked like he was bullfighting. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 
Well, that was Owl's whatever power, right? Yeah. 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 Not wolf fighting, but... No, no, just that no, solid like, face. Mm -hmm. The thing is, he was supposed to catch it in the, the bag, but mm -hmm. that was going to be impossible. Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to see if he could trap that power. It'll be... This is kind of random, but it'd be kind of cool if you can pull out the cloth, but turn off the power and just use it as a tablecloth and, like, at a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where the inside of the bag goes, though. And now I want, I, I need, like, somebody on DeviantArt to draw, like, the spiders have a cookout, barbecue cookout. See, this is where we go wrong. So we always end up down some fan fiction path that we should not go on. Yeah, we don't we need not. to talk about the spiders having a barbecue. Because that's no, totally no, where I... my mind was going. Yeah. Like, that's who the was on the grill? <laughs> who brought... The, who nobody trusted to cook, so they had to bring the sodas. Like, that kind of stuff was in my head oh, just God, now. Oh, God, yeah. You, well, I would say, personally, I would say that uh, regardless of what Hizoka was in charge of doing, he just brought candy by default. <laughs> Where's the cups, man? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do. <laughs> now we all gotta pass the forty because you don't know how to bring cups. Yeah. <laughs> and this is how we all get sick. Yeah, or what we is get that? down the wrong path. Sidetrack. Right. So the, um, the most interesting thing from the episode really is the the healthy respect um, that the two Zoldics and Kroll have for each other as fighters because the whole time they're like giving each other casual compliments, mm -hmm. like, "Oh, this guy, he's um, he's he's so skilled. It's amazing that he can do all of this while he's still dodging my attacks, and he's lining himself up alongside me so I can't sneak attack punch him." And be like. Is this really the conversation you should be having while you're trying to kill this dude? Mm -hmm. I just love He's like, well, clearly you are the shit, so I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. They just paid me to do this, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, I would, I would not be here. As soon as I saw you, I would have left. Mm -hmm. I did Most enjoy um, uh, Zeno, like, explaining everything, just because I see it as a form of shit talking. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like... That, uh, when Zeno and Silva were in the hallway, and, he, and Zeno's like, man, this ain't worth the pay. Like, uh, like that, that was funny to me, too. That killed me every time. Remember, they did say that, um, um, Killua said that anytime they say that someone's not worth the money, it's the highest compliment they could possibly pay them. So, like, when they're walking away, it's like, shit ain't worth it. This guy is too awesome. Mm -hmm. Must never fight him again. So episode fifty three is called Fake and Psych, and um, I guess it opens with this house where the ten dons are gathered. Yeah, the Dons Island. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Let's all live together in one place. There's no way anyone yeah. would ever come after us. So Kalato is just posing in the doorway. Can I say, well, no, 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 not before the fucking most badass scene happens. Well, all of a sudden, okay. thunder strikes, and the lights go out, and they all fall to the ground. And then this music pops in, and who do we see walk in? We see fucking Illumi. And at that point, Ooh. I was like, oh, shit. I was almost like, hey, I barely remember this happening. 
because I don't remember it from the first series at all. Um, you pointed out that the great-grandfather is missing from this scene. Yes. Um, when the Dons are basically um, killed, uh, they give their message, you know, hey, we're okay, the killer's dead, um, you guys go ahead and bid, everything's fine. We see we'll be in watching. both... Uh, right, in all three, in all three versions, um, we see a fly land on the guy's eye, um, and it basically says that he's dead, that they kill him, and Illumi's like, yep, he calls his dad, says he killed him, and in the background, um, you see Aluka, or Aluka, and the grandfather. Kalito, sorry, not Aluka, sorry. Aluka is someone else. Yeah, we don't even know what happened. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. We don't even know who that is yet. Um, We we weren't even sure that he was a person. Right. We see Kalito, and then we see great-grandfather Mazoldic um, in the background. Um, and that was shown in the manga and in the in the first adaptation, but not in this one. So I don't know if maybe Togashi has plans for him or not. Because again, I guess he's, they're in contact with him to where they want to introduce characters, which is why I may not have added or added what's-his-face into it yet. Either way, this is like the only time... Maybe it just wasn't important. Because he doesn't play much of a role here. You just see him um, hanging out in his kicks and shorts Mm -hmm. and his jacket, where it becomes clear that because they're the same size, he and Killua share um, a wardrobe, which is unfortunate for Kalito. Because yeah. he could be wearing shorts and a jacket. <laughs> yeah. No, no, fuck I, I get to wear people clothes. You get, you get a kimono. And you kicks. get a fucking kimono. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got a kimono. His hair is perfectly did. Now um, he has that little lip gloss thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he has eyeshadow too. Probably. I might as well add it in there. I mean, like, to be fair, we don't know that he hates dressing the way he does. We just assume, because he always looks angry. So, yeah, that has to but be a this reason. Is the only, this, I, oh, okay. I think that, sorry, I was going to say, I think this is the only time that we do see that grandfather. I'm looking it up right now, and I don't see it anywhere else. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't see him. Uh, just, that just shows that he showed up in Chapter So-and-So in Yorkshire. By the so, way, I do um, get my info like everyone else off of the Hunt- Hunter Wiki page. Hunterpedia. Yeah. So, um, the one dude, like, as the dawns appear on the screen, um, this one guy is looking at his fortune as they tell him, okay, let's move downstairs. His fortune says, an underground chamber where everything costs extra. That is where you will sleep. Never descend stairs that you didn't first ascend. Do not compete with others at numbers. Um, that is pretty much blatantly telling you that the auction is going to kill you. But this guy is like, well, you know, this is the seventh floor, and I did climb upstairs to get here, so I should be fine. Um, and you see another guy um, sitting there looking at his fortune, but we didn't get to see what it said. Yeah, it's, it was the same fortune for all of them, remember? Mm-hmm. So all, all the fortunes said the same. It's just it, They're not going to die because they're alive. They're going to die because of fucking money. But... I kind of wish oh. there was one person who saw it and realized, and they just kind of like inch slowly towards the door. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave <laughs> like, here. 
yeah, I'm just not going to bid on anything. Uh, yeah. I'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I love Alumi's fucking style of dressing, too, by the way. Like, when they show him in the manga in here, he's just... Like, it's like a three-piece suit. But it's something that Prince would wear. <laughs> Which I guess makes him awesome, because he's Prince. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he calls his dad... Um, in the middle of a fight, by the way, and like his dad is just standing there, and there's just like wreckage of the room, and he's like, "Hey, can I speak to my client?" And his dad's like, "Okay, give me a second. He's still alive." Hey, Krolo, and he pushes a giant boulder aside. Like, this is for you. And it turns out that Krolo hired um, Illumi to kill the Ten Dons. I guess knowing that the Ten Dons were gonna hire the Zoldix, um to try and kill him. So, basically, their fight was only going on uh, until Illumi accomplished his goal. So, so he was pretty much just stalling the whole fight. Um, well, I mean, that part was filler, right? No, I think that... The part where Rolo asks the Zoldegs if they knew that he had hired Illumi, and he says, yeah, but it was relevant. No, I, I'm, I'm saying that Rolo probably knew... That they were gonna get hired, not that oh, they knew. Oh, right, right, right sorry. Gotcha. They gotta, they gotta hire someone, and those are the best assassins money can buy. Yeah. So. No, oh, bring in Mr. Blue and Mr. White. No, no, fuck you, kid. My name is Zold. <laughs> we're the Zoldics. We give you our first names and thirty percent discount. Yep, but it doesn't matter because you're all dead. Yep. So, Zeno and Silva, they they just like okay. These guys are dead. We can't get paid for this job. This is like there's no point in us trying to kill you, mm-hmm. especially Fucking since we stupid. <laughs> especially since we'd probably die. So <laughs> let's cut our losses and go. And um, um, this is the the first time that you get to see so many of them involved in the assassination process, kind of all at once. Um, which is why I made this note that if you really think about it, this arc is really about the Zoldix being awesome. Mm-hmm. It's about little, family yeah. values. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the value being money. It's like, like look. family values. I'd say that movie. I'd watch that movie. You would watch it yeah. twice. I'd watch it twice. Yeah. Oh, so, it's like Medea goes to the Zoltics. No, it's like the Adams family. Yeah, the Adams family, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. you, were, you were too young, and I am sad. <laughs> Is she, there, are you really that young that you don't remember that movie? What? No, no I remember just, the Adam family. I'm, I, I, I just went into a different place. Yeah, yeah I think, you, it, think it was a similar movie for Medea. But, um... I don't know. It's a titled movie, anyway. Not similar yeah. movie. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Titled movie. So, not, yeah, yeah. Zeno and, and Krola have this one little last parting shot um, about murder. Um, which is basically, aren't you guys just like me? And they're like, no. We don't kill people for fun. Is that what you thought we were doing here? No. <laughs> it's this like, no, work. no, kid. We, had, a... we, we were getting paid, and now he's dead. They're dead, so now we don't get paid. So This is a job. We're not going to kill people. We're not going to risk our lives and hurt other people for free. Mm-hmm. Not when our skills are valued so highly. It's like I wasn't like, going to kill my dad for nothing. Jeez. Dude, in my mind, in, my, in the back of my head, I'm thinking that um, uh, they're like, we're getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, whereas Krolo and the rest of the Spiders, um, yeah, they do make profit for the most part, but they would totally kill people for nothing. Well, dude, they made a, they made bank this time around. 
stupid bank. And yeah. it, that leads right into the next part. Um, Cortopi shows up, and like it's just it's just a little niggling thing that like they show up and they say they say what their powers are. Yeah, is like these people are your coworkers, if not your friends. Like I get that they don't all know what you can do, but you don't need to be like, oh yeah, boss, I'm totally. I can copy all of these things as long as they're not alive. Like, really? You just needed to info dump like that instead of, like, doing it and let us see what it is? I think it was, oh, God, someone's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> let me keep talking. <laughs> let me mail like this. Like, him a male has, voice, which is kind of cool. He does have a male voice, um, mm-hmm. which answers that question, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, I just assumed, you know, long hair, but I guess that's, you know. So the female spiders are indeed the obvious ones. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yes. Unless everybody what the else fuck is male. Levo is a female of some sort. No, he's a dude. Get twist. Shirt. His shirt comes off. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. His he has two extra off. holes where boobs should be. That's he true. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just flat chested. All right. Uh, full of holes. Yeah. So. He begins to, um, well, the plan really is for him to copy all of the things that they stole from Owl. Just awesome. This is the best thing ever. They decide to go on with, like, they fake out the Dawns. Um, they fake the Dawns still being alive to get the auction to proceed so they can sell everybody fake crap for absurd amounts of money, then make off with all of it. Mm-hmm. And no one can stop them from doing it because nobody has any clue. Nope. Shalark is there controlling the auction guy. The and then boss. the fucking assassination of Bean. That's that guy where in the manga it's like he's smoking a cigarette and all of a sudden this <laughs> light comes on and it is Zoka's <laughs> face is just there and I thought it did a great uh, job in the anime. That was the best. That. We were just yeah. like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, so there's a light. Okay, thank you. And you look up and it's Ahsoka and it's like, ah! <laughs> The sad part that, is that he doesn't—he doesn't really know that he should be terrified. Well, and then, like, he doesn't have any gone. time. He doesn't have any time because before he gets a chance to react, fucking Machi, Machi comes him. in with a fucking like wire to the throat, oh, yeah. right? And then they get lifted up, and then like his feet start dangling, and all of a sudden, in my mind, I was thinking, like, she looks back at Ahsoka, Ahsoka's looking forward to her, and like all of a sudden, he would have winked mm-hmm. <laughs> or done some sort of like. Yeah, that was good for me. Was it good for you too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, like we don't see him kill at all during this part. Um, here he facilitates the murder. Um, that's probably partially to watch her kill someone up close. Mm. But it was really cool because this guy is like, okay, the auction started. My job is done. I can go back home to my wife and kids. I don't have to worry about that crap. I swear, one guy was yelling about his pension, but that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got pension. Pension problems, bro. Hey, I got bills to pay, man. I can't just leave. Yeah, so he walks off with his with his cigarette in his mouth, um, fiddling with his lighter, and then dude pops the light. And, like, the only thing is, like, the murder faces for Ahsoka have not been as intense for the most part as they have been in the manga. But it's still pretty good. Yeah. So I guess he's walking off. I was like, where are they going with this? Then I saw the light. I was like, oh, First, shit, yeah. It- Personally, I'm not saddened by the fact that Hisoka doesn't have very many scenes here where he's actually killing and being murderous, because I know that they do happen in the future, 
And I'm okay no. with that because this was an emphasis on the other spiders, the real spiders, not the fake ones. So this was all about the spiders, and that's why he didn't kill. And that's my thought process, and that's why it makes sense to me. Yeah, he goes brutally unhinged later. We don't really need to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keep watching, kids. Cortope, his ability is named Gallery Fake. I think I referenced later that, you know, it's um, it's a manga also where a guy sells um, replicas of famous paintings and shit. He's really good at recognizing fakes and stuff like that. For some strange reason, he collects fake stuff and then sells it. Um, Kurapika... Yeah. Um, he hears that the spiders have been killed, and he runs out to go look at the bodies, and he's like, no, this can't be true. They can't be dead. He punches the fuck out of the guy. The Chinese guy. I mean, can't, yeah. Zenji. Yeah. He was being... A, a, like, the other guy was being a tool, too, but this guy is just like, you just keep showing up wherever Kurupika is to rub something else in. And it's like... He ends up punching him in his fat face, mm. and he's kind of shaking in rage, sadness, anger, because, like, you know, this was his life, his life's goal, basically, how horribly sad that is. And five of the spiders lay dead before you, and you had absolutely nothing to do with it. One of them being the leader. Like, this is the guy that orchestrated the killing of your whole clan, and he's dead in front of you. And you didn't land any of the blows on his body. And dude is just, like, completely beyond himself. And one of the mafia guys is on the phone. Like, look at their faces, find out who they are, put the pictures up on the net. Um, before you, I guess, dissect the bodies. We're gonna find out who their parents, their siblings, their relatives, their lovers are. We're gonna kill all of them. We're gonna send a message. And I'm like, no, you're not. It's like, I can't wait yeah. till you find out. Oh, I think that's what leads into next episode, too. So, like, where that all comes yeah, in. Yeah, because um, that fantastic blonde guy who looks like he doesn't belong in the manga yeah. explains it. Hopefully it shows um, up in this, too. But I was kind of saddened. I'm not going to lie. I mean, obviously there's blood everywhere in the scene and whatnot. But in the manga, he's, like, missing part of his fucking left body. Like, there's no arm there. It's just... It's a stub, and... Here, clearly, he has his arm. Which, I get it. It's overkill, but that's why I tell you kids to read the manga. Because if you like the blood and violence and the gore, that's the best place to go and get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still love that Shizuku just looks like she's sleeping on top of Sean Lark. Right. <laughs> who looks really dead. Like, Sean Lark looks pretty, pretty dead. Yeah. I mean, like, if he'd gotten hit with um, Silva's blasts, probably would have taken off his arm. Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe Kortofi was really tired and he couldn't make an arm do. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ha-ha. Forgot about that. Yeah. So the bodies are of Shellnark, um, Machi, Shizuku, Franklin, and Krolo. And Phaeton also. I don't know. Um, so it turns out there are 36 pairs of the Kurta eyes left because he goes to um, the auction. Yeah. So he needs to buy that. He's like, okay, boss, I'm here. They're selling the eyes now. Do you still want me to buy it? He's like, yeah, money's no object. You can buy whatever you want for, um, spend whatever amount of money you have to spend to get this for um, Neon. He's like, okay. And he starts bidding. And 
as he's gotten, like, the guys are up in the 300 million, he's like, 500 million. Then Zenji comes in the door, apparently pissed that he got punched, and, like, he ends up rocketing the prize up to 2.9 billion. And, um, Light and the Shark kind of freaks out, and he's like, you know what? No, it's cool. 2.9 billion, no prize is too much for my daughter, because I'm just going to use her abilities to, <laughs> to make this money back. It's not like I'm ruined. <laughs> yeah, um, that would never happen. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but he basically uh, he gets the the eyes and he starts walking out. He gets the he receives them and he starts walking out. And then again, here's fucking Zenji walking up to him and he's like cocking his gun. He's like, "You, he's like, hand the eyes over." Like, uh, and Kurapika, like the scene was animated amazingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they did a good job and it was fucking hauntingly beautiful the way he looks up he's like, with those eyes not, yeah he's like not to fucking day yeah sir. he's like i don't care <laughs> who who i fucking kill i'm gonna kill someone it could be you get the fuck away from me and so he just falls on the ground and he's like what the fuck was that who is he which it was a great two-page spread in the manga great in both versions of the anime um they did a really good job um and then after that happens we go back to Gone and Killua and Leorio and Zeppel was this guy's name? I forget his name. Yep, that's his name. Yeah. Zeppel. Mm-hmm. So they come back and they're fucking getting plastered at the hotel room because, you know, women, not a pro- not a priority yet, um, for Leorio. So he starts talking and then Killua uh, brings up the fact that Leorio is underage. And then you shouldn't be drinking. He's like, shut the fuck up. In my country, you can drink when we're 16. But this is America. That's why I'm drinking at a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, when no one can take me. <laughs> right. So they talk to Zeppel and tell him, hey, we used a technique to get out of this sense. And then immediately, within like a millisecond, the Oreo sobers up and starts acting okay. Which I thought was kind of funny because he's pretty fucking hammered. Um, oh, he is... I don't know, Hispanic. Right, Italian, sure. Whatever. Something. Yeah. He can totally hold his liquor. Mm-hmm. So they do that. Um, I do remember the scene in the first anime, though, was super, like, sad and depressing for Kurapika because he went into all emo mode. Um, it, it's, really, it, it's really interesting how I decided to play the scene, but it's also really shitty. It's like, Neon is, like, overjoyed that she... You know, she got the Kurukalan eyes, and Kurupike is just like so. This world is fucking broken. Yeah, but I mean, in the and, in the in the original in the original anime, remember he just hands the eyes over to Melody, and then mm-hmm. he just starts walking through the fucking city. Like he just walks away, and he's like walking through the city, and it's like the atmosphere is like silence, and there's nothing, and he's just walking, and there's just the the background noises, and then he just sits down on the side of this building and he's just like holding and he's just like reminiscing about what gone said and he's just super depressing and just sad and that's when he calls him on the phone and then on this one like i did like how it wasn't like oh now he's just so i did like how the first anime took it because he's kind of distraught i mean you kind of get the sense of that in this but it wasn't like he's by himself like he's just like fuck this Mm -hmm. i'm not dealing with anything else um I'm I'm dealing with the fact that I can't get my revenge anymore. And it's like I think part of what makes like 
this scene so depressing is because of like um the Nostrads don't care about him. Like it's very obvious that they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this guy is like pretty much borderline suicidal right here in the room. Nobody is noticing this. Like they're all busy wrapped up in their little world. Neon with her selfish collection and her father with trying to please her so she could keep using um, her ability for him. Ed Kurpik is just like in abject despair. Mm-hmm. And he eventually gets up and he walks out of the room. Um, Melody stops him for a second and they, he keeps going and he, he calls um, Gone, who's probably left 30 messages on his phone. And, you know, they mentioned how they wanted to help him with the spiders. It's like, we've been to the headquarters, blah, blah, blah. And dude's just like, stupid but whatever it doesn't matter spiders are dead you don't need to help me just leave me alone i'll call you back <laughs> and like he he's talking to them on the phone and oh his soak is trying to call him to tell him you know hey they're not dead but uh unfortunately kurpika doesn't have call waiting so he just doesn't get the phone call Yep, and he's assumed dead. So he's just like, "Oh, I wanted to cheer him up, heart." Yep. Yeah. I mean, doesn't everyone want that phone call from Ahsoka to brighten their day? <laughs> yeah, that that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's me. Yeah, everyone's alive. Surprise! You can still get your revenge. Yep, everybody's here, but um. That was actually the last. Here's a picture with my camera phone. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was actually the last episode in the original manga, or in the original anime. Um, The spiders are alive, and um, because it ends very weird. Because next episode, like when Gon and Kurapika meet up again, uh, which will happen next episode, they're in like the park having lunch and stuff, and that's how the original anime ends. With this kind of cliffhanger of the spiders are alive, da da da. But luckily Wait for you for guys, at least the OVA. Right. Luckily for you guys, we get to just keep on going along as if nothing fucking happened. It's just another day in Hunter Hunter episodes. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this was one long day. Yes. Like, a whole bunch of shit happened. Yeah, you can get the actual date uh, from the chapters, and because they're very, very much detailed. Like I think. Uh, what is it? Is it like is it time based too? No, it's just that September third. This all took place yeah, on September just, 3rd. It just continues. Um, each one is a new part for that day. Mm, right. You know what is funny? I mean, whatever. I mean, when you when you think about what everybody's been through today, like they should get drunk and sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck some bitches, because fucking bitches is the best way to get over shit. <laughs> Yeah. Possibly, I wouldn't. Anyway, possibly <laughs> curl up with somebody. Yeah. Like I was gonna say, for Kurapika, <laughs> that seems like the best thing to do. Start repopulating your people, brah. Well, like he has to take a day to get it, to have that sink in. Like, okay, they're dead. I need to do something else with my life. He has to think about it first. And it's like, okay, logically, the next step is have some kids. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Versus the ghetto for having no further purpose in life. 
for for a certain point i i do agree um but i still think that it would be it would be good if he did it just because get it out yeah i do love this scene of the spiders drinking because it seems like every single one of them has their own wine bottle (laughs) <laughs> like clearly like the spiders drink harder than anyone else they're balling yes. right now like they just got everybody's bike account mm-hmm. yeah. we fuck your bitches up we stole your monies <laughs> it's like first we killed a whole bunch of you now we walked right inside the auction <laughs> hall and we sold you fake crap this is the best day ever uh-huh. Meanwhile, Kurpika is just like, I just want to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the worst day ever. <laughs> worst day. Dear diary, today was the worst day ever. Dear diary. I got to punch a Chinese man in the face. That was kind of a high point. Yeah. <laughs> but then he pointed a gun at me, and then I scared him with my eyes. Oh, man. I was just imagining, like, a tweet from him, like, uh, spiders are dead, I'm sad. Are they all getting wasted? <laughs> Hashtag first world problems. Yeah. Probably, because remember, oh, like, have you ever been to a... King Sake right now. Yeah, dude. Like, they, have you ever been to a funeral? Like, this was his, this was Uvo's funeral, okay? Um, they didn't yeah. have, they didn't have the body, so they couldn't do the whole burying him crap. But like afterwards, you afterwards you have a yeah, huge wait. party. Yeah, it's awake. You fucking you go on killing spree. Obviously, mm-hmm. you yeah. steal people's money, and then yes. you just get wasted. And that's what I feel everybody should do when they have some sort of relative or friend die in their yes. family. Close friend. Yes. Oh, and um, in terms of the themes of the episode, it was brought up again. This thing with Nobunaga. Um, when they talked to Kurpika earlier, Gon is just like. Oh, yeah, and we talked to Nobunaga while, you know, we were kidnapped. And he got really sad when Uvo died, and that really pissed me off. And I'm just like... And the the weird thing is, like, maybe I'm the broken one, because I don't understand why that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Is it, It shows a really naive way of looking at the world, I guess, that you would think that people who callously murder other people wouldn't have someone that they care about. Like... It's unfortunate, I guess, that they don't identify with the people they're killing, but they're not weak, so they don't they don't understand what it's like to be weak, to be afraid that someone's gonna kill you. So they're not gonna they're just gonna think like, oh, we're gonna get introduced to Meteor City in the next episode. Once you see that, it's gonna be really clear why they don't empathize with the people they kill, because you have to be strong to survive here, and. If you're not, then you don't. You're gonna and be baby it's, it's strong. Like, that's simple. Yeah, you gotta be stronger than the strongest baby. Yeah, strongest radioactive baby. Mm, like the Hulk. Yes. So again, um, he's pissed off because they don't conform to his idea of morals. Um, and Kurpig is pissed off for other reasons, like to kill his whole family. But, yeah, like yeah. on the upside. You know, they're not sympathetic characters to Gurbika, so he doesn't... Well, yet, anyway. So he doesn't have to feel sorry for them as he's killing them. Because yeah. they're strong, and they can take it. 
I feel that's a weird thing with Gon's character because, like, before this, we see that he doesn't give a fuck about like right and wrong. I guess or other people. Yeah, he's let other people die in his face. Oh. Because it didn't involve him or his friends. Mm -hmm. So. He's not exactly spotless here. Mm -hmm. But he's 12. So his morals aren't sorted out yet. No, I see that. It's definitely one of those... um... Well, I mean, later on we see him grow. And, like, that's a good thing that happens with... Yeah, that happens with both, I guess, yes, both... In in both terms of the world of growing. Mm -hmm. Um... And that's one of the things that I, I do enjoy about this manga is, is that characters are constantly evolving. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen, up to this point, Kuropika much, um, but I'm assuming that he's grown. Um, hopefully, you know, he when Togashi comes back, he brings him back. Um, hopefully, because he is the other main character. Right. I mean, he kind of gave I mean, us a little detail. He kind of gave us a hint at the end of of when he left off, but either way, that's way down Killua. the road. I don't want to spoil it for people. Killua gets two arcs. Um, Kirby got an arc here, mm-hmm. yeah. um, involving his personal growth. Leoros hasn't got one. So maybe kind, I one. mean, it's a little bit. I'm going to say a little mm, bit. That was more like, we saw you and you did some studying while you were gone. Right, but and, he, he did um, his thing and then like he grew because he's like, I want to do this and I want to make sure that I help people and, and now that's what I'm here for and and we're going to give you this position you didn't ask for. And now it was, yeah, he was about to become the most important man in the hunter of society. And fuck. And, uh, Gon obviously doesn't need an arc because the whole story is about him. Yeah. And so Hisoka and Miorio are really the two people mm-hmm. that need more development. Yeah. And Killua just needs to fix his attitude mm-hmm. and his face. Yeah. It's okay, dude. It's okay. Your family's dead, but you're alive. You got to take. You know, look at the bright side. Yeah. We're your friends. Yeah. And you know what? You know what we're going to do for you? We're going to get you drunk. Because you look like you've never been drunk in your life. So we're going to take you to some bars. going to get a karaoke hostess to dance in your lap for the night. It's going to be fun. Don't worry about the fact that we're 12 and we shouldn't be allowed in here, okay? That's not important. Hey, if anyone knows how to go with the ladies, it's gone. So that's your yes. best wingman. Can't ask for a better one. Like, hey... Miss, my friend's whole family died. Like, oh, really? No, not today. (laughs) No, no, wait, no. Would you sleep with him if I said today? Yeah, okay, I had it today. Yes. They all got killed today, and the people that he was going to take revenge on, they got killed today also. So, like, he's in a really weird place right now where he doesn't know what he's going to do with his life, and he's really sad. And he can use some cheering up. And he's supposed to get a phone call that was going to help. But he doesn't have call waiting. So he couldn't answer it. And now he's never going to know what happened there. Because that guy thinks he's dead yep. now. So I guess what I'm saying is that um, how much would it cost for you to give him a blowjob? <laughs> yes. That's uh, exactly what I was Four million. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll get back to you. Yeah. It's like, Leroy, come here and borrow for us. You're good at this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. He's going like, all right, you got to blow him and me for that price. And I'll give you five bucks. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, all of a sudden, everyone, like in, the, in, like in the market, he gets a standing ovation for bartering so well. I've never seen anyone barter that good. <laughs> That's like even as, though, even, as though, as own, even the own hostess. 
even the own house is going, what the fuck just happened? How did that just go down? I remember the Oreos rule for bothering. Like, when the person is about to kick you out of the store, yeah, you, that's when you know you've won. Like, what? Yeah, I don't fuck for money. Okay, fine, I'll just walk away. Wait, wait, how much money? Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just won that battle. I just imagine him getting yeah. blown, but it's like both his fists are in the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should not be imagining Gon getting blown at all. I, I so, <laughs> he's 12. Yes. What is wrong with I, you? Again. Well, I, I was talking don't... about when it got to um, Leorio's turn. No, Leorio doesn't get a turn. Oh. No. <laughs> probably... He could walk no. his way in there. I could see that. They'd probably forget to bring that, the Oreo. That's, that's be- the whole thing I mentioned. It's like he barters so well that he gets him the blowjob and himself a blowjob. <laughs> I was totally still thinking about Gon. Um, because we started out with Gon's the one who's going to get the women. Oh, I was going to say he was going to be the wingman for Killua or for, for Kurapika because Kurapika's the one that gets. Yeah, I mean he's. I wasn't thinking he was going to actually get the woman, which is why I was confused right. by this I, whole no, I thing. Don't, at any point, none of us thought that. Mm-hmm. I don't I Good. Think that Gon was getting blown. I thought it was Kurapika and the Oreo. Okay. So we shouldn't be talking about right, that. Because right. <laughs> you were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was like, where'd Gon get <laughs> we, okay. we got this email from Gordon. Uh, hey, so with the recent news of Volume 31 and 32 finally getting release dates and so close together at that. I've been wondering something. It seems like maybe Togashi will finally be returning to the manga soon, and that's why they want to get both volumes out so fast, which would mean that he may start up again in January. If this is the case, it would seem that January may be the time when Viz may push the Shonen Jump Alpha digital magazine to simultaneous release. The reason why I bring this up is because they have apparently already decided on a few series to add to the magazine once they go simultaneous. And seeing as it would be hard for them to negotiate for titles that have yet to even be created, there is a good chance that one of the titles they've decided to add just might be Hunter Hunter, assuming Hunter Hunter returns. I hate you for putting it in the same sentence. <laughs> hate saying the title. Uh, at least you didn't say Hunter wondering... X Hunter. That would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I've already, I've already like, fixed that in my mind. Yeah. I don't even see the letter X. It makes life so confusing. But luckily, X hardly ever shows up in words. I was wondering what you thought about the possibility of this is, what you thought about whatever, what you would feel if it actually happened, and how it might affect the podcast if it does happen. Being able to legally go after the new chapters every week with professional translations will be awesome, but I know that in Fox's case, she will not have access to them. Um, so what do you guys think? Well, for one, I think that'd be awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Again, I'm already paying for Alpha, so if you can add it in there, might as well. I I think that the translations are really well done. Uh, I do enjoy the fact that they are moving to a simultaneous release. Uh, from the very first get-go, they did have some sort of survey asking what series they would like to have people that uh, people would like to have on there. Yeah, Hunter Hunter was on that list. So was Gintama, Reborn, and a couple of other ones. Yeah. Though and I guess uh, what a reborn they said. Reborn don't ask us. Yeah, yeah. Well, because apparently it might be ending, but then I guess it's not. It's just a, a fluke or some sort of rumor. Well, but everybody I, announced I've been like it, was. it. It seems close to being done. Yeah, I mean they did. Like there was a Twitter announcement recently about how it's getting close to ending, 
and apparently ann report on it but then like they went back on it saying oh it's a rumor that some guy said it wasn't an official like jump message mm -hmm. so reborn maybe ending soon um but the the whole voting aspect i believe hunter hunter was up there uh and so was gintama and reborn and when reborn happened they said no we're not going to put it on there <laughs> and don't even bother asking us about it. And then they didn't even bother to put any of that series. They put new series on there. They ended up putting Barrage. And then... And it got canceled. And it got canceled. And then they ended up this Tushikame. Tushik Tush I can't remember if I can pronounce the, the series. It was basically like a... Uh, this guy has a magical fist. And it was a very, very self... Uh, very okay series. And that ended. That got canceled. So... And basically, two they're all for two on new series. <laughs> um, they have currently put up this new one about lacrosse, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, not sure how that was going to fare in the U.S. Maybe in the in Japan it might be a little bit better. But is it like yeah, lacrosse twenty one? No, no, no. It's it's a, it's a group, but it's a girls lacrosse team. Uh, this yeah, the guy like it's up. I mean, coach, girls do play look. Girls do play the cross, and I'm sure they're pretty. Yeah, good yeah, at they, they cross play seems hard like, like, yeah, the coach is pretty pervy. Like he touches sport. the girl, the main lead character, on her boob first. Of course, he does. And that's how he's okay, like, totally. He's blackmailed into he's blackmailed into into being their coach because he taught her how to shoot the ball pretty well. So, um, that's that. I've only read one. She's time. like, well, so I will. Like, oh, file for sexual harassment yeah. or you could coach our team yeah. it's like like clearly you have a problem with being around teenage girls so let me just put you around yeah. more of them give you easy access to the locker room flawless <laughs> logic yeah not a problem like where you could just walk in there we're pretty much almost nude and that's fine because you're the coach yeah sure so if hunter hunter ends up being on alpha um they will be coming out with new on mondays because that's when the they officially go out too, so it'd be every month. It would be the release date for the new chapters. Um, we currently record on Thursdays, so as far as changing the dates go, um, it wouldn't necessarily be that much delayed. Um, at the same time, I'm pretty sure that outside of the country or out of Vis's domain of power, you're still going to get the translations. Um, probably yep. before, right? Like, you're probably going to get the translations, legit trans or the scanlations on Wednesdays before they come out, like normal, normally, like mm -hmm. that's around the time. Like it comes out on Wednesdays usually of the week before, so that's still still gonna go out there. So um, for people outside of the U.S. or outside of Viz, they're still gonna be able to read it. Um, it'll give us access to be able to compare them for the most part, I guess, to translations. Because one thing that did happen um, this past year this past set of chapters that we were having a hard-ass fucking time trying to figure out what the fuck they were talking about was <laughs> yes the the sex of Aluka. It was yeah. a he-she thing, yeah. and we were like, what the fuck are you, like, people refer to it as he, so Killua would refer to her as she, and nobody knew what the hell was happening. And then at some parts, uh, I do believe there was, like, a whole translation set of, like, a whole entire paragraph of translator notes and i was just like my god what the fuck is happening there's just a lot of things happening here so to get that officially released would be awesome um i think that it's a great series to add um i thought 
I really hope it was a situation where the person, like, the translating ability that they needed was higher than that person's pay grade, which is free, rather than, like, it literally, I'm sorry, Togashi's been fucking with you. Yeah. Like, all of his other brothers say he, and Killua says she, and I'm sorry, but that's what happens. And everyone's just like, what? The whole, um... What's it called? Uh, the sales too. That another thing. Another reason why I do think that this might be happening is the sales that I mentioned earlier in, in the episode. Um, the current digital volume sales are number one for the week when a new Hunter Hunter volume comes out. So that could be a great indication indication that this is a great series that will make people maybe buy Jump Alpha. Um, I mean, I know I have it. Hopefully, will that it be will tip the scales for me. I was like, I'm pretty sure like you were the only other person on the, on this podcast that would have the ability to buy it. Um, I know you may not have it yet, right? Yeah, I don't have it now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Them being like simultaneous plus Hunter Hunter would like super push the scales for me to get that. Right, and I, I know a lot. You know, people do want to support the mm-hmm. the the legal the legal uh, source. At no point are we saying you know. Go out there, and if you if you can find it legally, don't pay for it. At no point are we saying that. If if you can't find it legally, then you know all's fair. That's my motto. That's the way I look at things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want it in your country, you can find or try to pressure the the publishers or whatever it is. But you know, at that point, it's out of your reach. It's really not much you can do about it. It's up to whatever company is like. Okay, do we see them as a demographic? That we want to uh, appease to, and if they say no, then you know what? Fine, I'll just find it somewhere else. Which is, I mean, Foxy imports her volumes from the U.S. I mean, it's not that expensive, no, but They're really yeah. close. It's just if they do adhere to a digital like release on a monthly thing, it's like you're not going to be available to get that because it'll be a while before the volumes get printed either way. But yep. as far as changing what the way that we would. Um, podcast it wouldn't change at all i think um we would still be able to have the answers you said if you if you remember our old podcast readings instead of bullet beast being the one with the confusing translation it would be me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah then you can just sit there and laugh as we're the rest of us are acting and you're like what's so funny it says balls yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but thanks for writing the email. Really appreciate it. Um, we also got a Twitter um, from Cool Surfer Two asking, "Hey, uh, when?" It's a or it's tweet, a tweet. Sorry, sir. Fine. God damn it. Get up on your internets, bro. Yeah, on the Twitter. Sorry. Uh, let me. Check How this long quick. have you been using Twitter and you don't know that? It's I, a tweet. I know it's a tweet. I just I I refer to it by accident. <laughs> I so we got a tweet from Cool Surfer Two. Uh, says, when do you guys think that the 2011, 2011 anime will stop? Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to answer this one? Never. That would be my hope, that it just goes on forever. They just rerun it. Um, two years? Um, if we don't get constant material, I think it has enough for two years, probably. I see. Somewhere between 18 months and two years. Yeah, I feel like either after Greed Island or after Ants. I say it depends. I mean, I, it honestly um, depends on fucking Togashi. 
that's what I'm saying. If he doesn't give constant, like even if it's just monthly, if he doesn't constantly update, mm-hmm. and preferably it's not monthly. Um, fifty-three episodes did not finish with volume eleven. Volume thirty-two is coming out at the end of the year. That is possible. I mean, we basically covered the whole entire in in fifty-two episodes. I say fifty-two. We're on fifty-three episodes right now. That's a year about. Um, a little bit more than a year, uh, but we basically cover the whole first anime series in one year. Yeah. Um, the first anime series had sixty-four episodes, yeah. I think. So. So if you look at it that way, there's a lot of source material so far. I mean, it's basically at volume eleven. It's up to volume thirty-one, thirty-two. Um, there is material there, but as long as Tagashi keeps adding up to that, um, and he finally finishes finishes it then it'll probably go until the end um i have to believe that madhouse had to be like hey we're gonna be doing this anime for hunter hunter again you want you have to like finish this shit like they kind of put him up to like the they had to have some sort of contract or something like hey if we're gonna adapt this from the beginning again we're gonna do that so it gives you time to write and that way you can uh go back and, and finish the actual manga, you can't... That way, we are able to, to have some sort of ending. Because otherwise, what would be the point, right? I mean, there have been a ton of anime over the years that have been adapted without being completed. But not, like... So, no, but not I mean, anime. He, me- he just mentioned two... He mentioned two of them. Um, God, Hitman Reborn was adapted without being completed. Mm-hmm. And Soul Eater. Oh, right, right. They but both I'm were. saying like that they were done. I mean, obviously, we already had one anime of Hunter Hunter. That's what I'm saying. For them to yeah. come back and do it all over again, that has to be have some sort of incentive behind it. Like, I, if I were Madhouse, I'd be like, okay, look, we're gonna take this on. We're gonna take this project, um, but we want you to finish it because, fucking, it's time. Like, get off your ass. It's been ten years. Fucking do it. Otherwise, I don't, I don't, we don't see as this as being like something that we would want to take on. Again, that's my, th- my that's my kind of thought. I'm not sure that other people would, like Japan Studios, other other animation studios over there would would think the way that I do. But for me, it's like instead of doing that, why don't I just wait and then do the OVAs? I mean, I don't care <laughs> if they're gonna do them. That that's awesome. If it's a situation where okay, they're gonna wrap it up with a fake ending and that's going to be it, that would be kind of annoying. Yeah, I see that the the fandom is finally starting to come around, obviously, um, with the anime, movie, video game, um, fucking you name it, anything that's happening over there, it's it's constantly on like the top, rate, top 10 ratings for their shows. Um, it's getting popular again, so it's just a matter of Takashi realizing, hey, you know what? I might as well just finish this thing. And it's, I mean, I, again, I just don't, I don't understand his his writing methods because obviously he goes on hiatus. He thinks of storylines and accents are coming back with with good stories, um, whereas other authors are kind of contrived to have to do something real quick, relatively fast in, in a fast pace. So sometimes the story kind of lacks um, the the sort of twists and turns that Togashi's known for. But 
if if he took that time, that last hiatus to come back to do this and then build a really good story and then kind of give it a flat ending, the arc, then I mean just rethink that and just actually have some sort of consequences. Yeah. All right. So that what wraps up this episode. Thank you for joining us. The website is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com. The Twitter account is twitter.com slash hxhpodcast, facebook.com slash hxhpodcast, and the forums ssanetwork.freeforums.org. Sign up, talk about Hunter Hunter, yeah. whatever. To Somebody do my something, back. Um, <laughs> it's a waste of other people's resources if or no something. one does. Oh. Uh, waste of a free form so thanks for listening um we'll see you guys next time we record see you guys next time Bye. Bye.